All right, a pretty nonchalant press conference from head coach Steve Sarkeesian, Texas, coming off a 58 to nothing victory over Rice. Cameron Parker here, Westcott Edwards. Westcott, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Cameron. How are you on this fun Monday? Doing good. Uh, a little bit more calmer this day uh, as opposed to last week. I think there was maybe two or three questions asked about Rice. Mostly everything either asked about Casey Thompson or Texas Tech. And we'll, we'll start with Casey Thompson. Had a pretty good game. Didn't see too much out of him. Only threw, I think, 18 passes. But he played pretty well besides that one interception. Um, and the, probably the biggest thing from this press conference is when asked about Hudson Card, if he was going to play against Texas Tech this week, Steve Sarkeesian's quote was, ideally, I'd love to play Hudson. Uh, what do you take from that? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be difficult to do that, most likely, um, depending on, you know, how the how the game flows um, against Texas Tech. Uh, you know, Texas Tech did have some issues with uh, Stephen F. Austin um, in their second game, won that uh, 28 to 22. Other than that, they, you know, they played well against um, Houston. They played well against uh, Florida International. Um, you know, Sark definitely uh, took the stance that, you know, this is a Texas Tech program starting to come together in its uh, third season under Matt Wells, who's brought, you know, a little bit more uh, physicality to that program uh, than it had under uh, Mike Leach and, and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, so I I don't expect this to be a blowout, and I, I think it's going to be difficult uh, to get Hudson Card, you know, into the game. And, and so I think this is, uh, you know, this is Casey Thompson's uh, team right now uh, moving forward, you know, unless – you know, something really, you know, material materially changes with, um, you know, Thompson struggling or, you know, Card really taking the, the next step in his development. Yeah, I thought going into this, into this Rice game is going to be tough to really get a read on this Texas team considering just how much the miss or how big the mismatch was between the talent level of Texas and Rice. And Thompson did what he needed to do to, to keep that starting job. And we didn't see too much out of Hudson Card. So personally, I feel like we're going to see more or learn a lot more about Casey Thompson against Texas Tech and against TCU. Yeah, I think so. I was a little bit surprised that um, even with uh, the big lead that, you know, Hudson Card didn't have a few more opportunities out there to throw the ball and really, you know, get a get a sense of, you know, where he's at, you know, kind of uh, with his ability, you know, to mentally deal uh, with those type of opportunities after, you know, having such a poor performance against Arkansas. Um, you know, I, I thought Casey Thompson came in and, uh, you know, just did what he's been doing since the Alamo Bowl, leading scoring drives. Uh, the interception was uh, the only one of his, I believe, seven possessions, right, or eight possessions uh, that he was on the field that, uh, you know, Texas uh, didn't score a touchdown. Um, you know, he's now led, um, I think, what is it, maybe over 80% of, of those drives have gone for touchdowns. So he's he's not just leading scoring drives. You know, the ball is uh, the ball is ending up in the end zone. And, you know, the running game really took center stage in, in this one. And the shot plays that, you know, Sark has, has really been looking for and that, you know, I've, I've kind of been tracking really closely, um, you know, had an opportunity on, on the interception when he held the ball a little bit too long, um, ended up getting hit. You know, Sark said after the game, he thought that was a protection breakdown. Um, you know, he had one where he's targeting Worthy again. Uh, when Worthy kind of got his feet tangled up with the Rice defender, I, I thought it probably should have been a pass interference. Uh, there was a pass interference on another to Joshua Moore. 
Uh, Rice cornerback made a good play to break one up to Moore, and then probably you know the best throw of the night from uh, Casey Thompson was a back shoulder fade uh, to Xavier Worthy, and then uh, he found Worthy as well on on a fourth and three where you know Worthy had apparently uh, told him that uh, that he was going to be open on that play and that uh, Thompson needed to hit him and and uh, and he did so um, not a not a ton new from Casey Thompson but you know he looked he looked prepared you know as he always does and um he looked like he, he really took control of the position on saturday yeah only three incompletions one of those of course that interception which if he gets that throw off a little bit quicker i think that's a touchdown and, and sarkeesian said the same thing and then of course the 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 no call on the defensive pass interference that also I thought was a could have been a touchdown as well. So those are the two of his incompletions, but 15 for 1864 yards, Hudson Carr only threw three passes, two completions. I think Texas fans were hoping to see um, Sark maybe open the offense up more for Casey Thompson or Hudson Carr to see them really battle it out. But obviously the game plan was to run the ball and the running backs, I thought, were the storyline. And Bijan looked incredible. Roshan looked incredible. Uh, Kalen Robinson, that touchdown. Uh, Sark said he kicked it in the fifth gear. I think it was more like eighth gear. I mean, watching that from the field, just the way he zoomed through was incredible. So got to feel excited about the Texas rushing attack going forward. But um, again, it was Rice. Um, we'll see, you know, this week heading into Texas Tech and, and the conference play where this team is, is really at. Um, but one thing that Sark said today that I, I liked about Casey Thompson was that his level of play kind of rises to the occasion that throughout the season, obviously every coach wants to see their player get better and better each week. And he said that about Casey Thompson, that each week he seems to get better and better in that game situation. Yeah, that was um, a question from Onboard, and he was asking if, you know, Casey Thompson is, is a little bit of a gamer. Um, based on some of the, you know, practice reports that came out during, you know, preseason camp, it seemed like, you know, uh, Casey had some days when when he struggled, uh, you know, through some interceptions. And and I, I think that probably made this quarterback competition more difficult um, to evaluate um, for Sark. And I think that contributed to, to Card, you know, winning the starting job in, in a competition that was, you know, really close. And you know, I, I think Casey has, has kind of, you know, backed up that belief with the way that, you know, he's performed in games with that. You know, the interception as he was getting hit there, really, you know, the only, you know, mistake that he's made, he hasn't otherwise, you know, really put the ball at risk. His, his pocket presence has been good. You know, he, he's known, you know, when when to take off. His eye discipline, you know, has been much better than, than cards. And um, so I, I think, um, you know, getting Thompson this ability to have, you know, some of that in-game evaluation as, as you know, really help make clear that, that he's a, the right quarterback to lead the Texas team right now. Since halftime of the 2020 Allen Bowl against Colorado, Casey Thompson has guided Texas to a score on 16 of his last 18 drives, including seven of eight against Rice. That stat is from Anwar Richardson. So Texas offense under Casey Thompson has looked very controlled. He looks very confident. and uh, But we'll see heading in the conference play against the Texas Tech defense that – I'm not too sure about. Um, they had some trouble with Florida International at times. We talked about Stephen A. Austin. Um, Houston was able to put up 30-plus on them. So we'll see. But 11 a.m. kickoff, a little worried about um, uh, a little worried about how the stadium will look. 
Uh, it's going to be it's tough to fill a crowd at 11 a.m. kickoffs. But against Rice, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, the student section has been great this year. Got to give credit to them. Um, South End Zone still a little shaky. We'll see what that's like in the middle of the sun against Texas Tech. But Tech always brings it. I mean, I swear every Texas Tech game is either at 11 a.m. kickoff or it's a 7 p.m. kickoff. It's always one of the two, and it's never comfortable to watch that game. Yeah, one one thing that stood out just kind of uh, going through the you know the stats with uh, Texas Tech was on defense was um, you know five interceptions, which is uh, you know tied with a handful of other teams um, you know inside inside the top ten nationally. So you know, that that secondary has been you know making plays for them, but yeah, I mean um, it was certainly encouraging for Texas uh, moving forward and, and you know looking at this game that the offensive line. Uh, performed better, certainly better than they performed against um, Louisiana or uh, or Arkansas. And you know, I, I I thought particularly, you know, the the really encouraging thing was, you know, looking better running the ball um, in between the tackles. Uh, you know, something that that Sark wanted to do against Arkansas. Um, that at at times, as, as we talked about last week, uh, probably when he shouldn't have. And um, you know, so to, to see you know Bajon Robinson, you know, score, you know, his long touchdown, uh, you know, on a play in between the tackles and, um, you know, just to see that that group really, you know, put put hat on hats. And even if it is Rice, you, you'd like to see those um, kind of, you know, chalkboard plays, you know, as, as coaches like to call them, where, where everybody makes their block. And, um, you know, I think that sort of um, it justifies some of some of Sark's decision to, to stick, you know, with the same starting offensive line, even with you know, struggles across the board, but especially, you know, for Denzel Okafor. And, um, you know, I thought Andre Carrick looked really good with the second-team offensive line that, that had, you know, some nice moments uh, late in that game. And so, you know, he, he's still a guy that, um, you know, I think it would make sense to, to get a little bit, you know, longer of a look at. But, you know, certainly, uh, you know, Sark, as I, as I said, you know, justified in, in sticking with that starting group, at, at least with how they played against Rice. Yeah, no questions asked to Sark about the offensive line uh, today. And it makes sense considering Texas rushed for 427 yards, uh, three rushes over 62 yards or more. Of course, Bijan, that 62-yard run. Keelan Robinson, 65. Roshan, 72. So um, not a lot of criticize, I think, in the O-line's performance. They did look better. And you mentioned Andre Carrick came in the – the second half, um, hard to really judge that performance considering, you know, the state of the game, the outcome of it was pretty much already decided, you know, how we don't know how much Rice was really invested in it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what Sark does heading in the conference play, especially when you get to TCU and Oklahoma and how they're going to for sure attack this Texas O-line. And if, you know, Sark's been wanting to stick with the same five, understandably, under this new scheme, but we'll see if that really pays dividends as we get deeper and deeper in the conference play. Yeah, um, you know, Kyle Flood before the season, the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, talked about, you know, how all of his good offensive lines have, have gotten better during the season and that that was his expectation for this group. And, you know, that that improvement, um, you know, it's definitely going to be more and more necessary as, as Texas gets into conference play. And, you know, especially as, you know, they, they face some of the better defenses. I think, you know, Oklahoma and uh, TCU haven't really been Oklahoma, not as good as expected. Uh, TCU not not as good I don't think it as in you know some of their past seasons so I think you know Texas has some opportunities offensively to you know demonstrate some of that growth and, and uh, you know have success with with their running game and 
and in uh, giving you know Casey Thompson some some clean pockets to throw from. And also notice uh, Thompson only ran two times against Rice. I really thought we were going to see more out of him in the rushing attack, considering what uh, the quarterbacks did against Rice earlier this year. But only seven rushing yards. So also it's an interesting stat to see that Thompson, who who led Texas in rushing against Arkansas, or was he behind Bichon? He was top two either way after right. only playing a quarter. Um, but looked very poised in the pocket and clearly um, was looking to throw instead of trying to run. Yeah, I think that's a credit to, um, you know, to the play calling and, and to the Texas uh, pass catchers for uh, creating separation. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to touch on from um, Sark's presser? Nope. Great. All right. Well, that just recaps uh, this Monday press conference. So we'll be back later in the week, a little bit more in depth as Texas opens up conference play this Saturday, 11 a.m. against Texas Tech. Westcott. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Cameron. See you.